You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras, the Colorado Rockies. I am Allison Fitter from MLB.com, and we have a special guest this week, uh, Jack Corrigan, who is the radio play-by-play announcer for the Rockies, and uh, he is going to be on with us this week. And, Jack, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I wanted to first start off with um, it's always fun when you see a triple play because they're so rare and they, um, you know, they just kind of pop up when you're least expecting it. So can you tell us a little bit about the Rockies turning the triple play within the D-backs game the other night? Uh, yes, it was in the uh, first game of the doubleheader, ninth inning. Uh, D-backs had two on, nobody out, and, and the great Paul Goldschmidt at the plate. So no surprise that they decided to put the runners in motion and, um, Goldie hit a, a line drive uh, right at Jose Reyes, and it was about as easy of a triple play as you could have. In fact, if if Jose wanted to, he could have made it unassisted because he could have jogged over to second base and and uh, got that play. And the runner coming from uh, first to second, AJ Pollock was standing on second base. He could have just tagged him. But he went the conventional route. He flipped it to D.J. LeMayu, and D.J. got it over to Ben Paulson at first. And uh, fourth double play, or triple play, excuse me, in uh, Rockies history. And uh, I've been fortunate enough to, to see all of them. Was there um, excitement after that? I mean, how do players react? It was, it's been kind of a rough going for the Rockies. So uh, in that situation, where, you know, were they in a celebratory reaction to that? Yeah, they were they were excited, uh, you know, because as you said at the outset, I mean, it it is a rarity, and it sort of comes upon you uh, without even thinking about it. And and actually, as Lemayhew was making the throw to Paulson at first base, it was just registering in my mind. Oh yeah, this is a triple play, and <laughs> and I described it as such. And and the players were high fiving and. Jason Gurka, a young man making his second uh, major league appearance, was uh, the happiest guy because it got him out of a out of a potential jam. And the night before, the Rockies had had a walk off in the bottom of the ninth, and uh, th- this gave him a chance in in that game. And they actually nearly had a second one falling a little bit shy in that ninth inning. But there was a lot of excitement about it. I think to the credit of Walt Weiss and his staff, and especially these players, as hard as this season has been, the the disappointment in, in where they are record-wise, they come to play every day. They are really a, a professional group in, in that regard. You know, when the when that play ball call is made, uh, you would not know that this is a team, you know, more than 20 games under 500. Uh, they get after it. And uh, so I guess the the triple play was something good to have. Absolutely. So you've been obviously around this team for a very long time. And I know there was kind of muted optimism, maybe in spring training, that things were starting to move in the right direction. Obviously, this is a very disappointing season for them. But they, uh, when they brought on their general manager, it was from in-house. There seems to be an organizational philosophy that they're sticking to. 
Uh, they need to improve the pitching. Clearly, I mean, I think every team could use a little of that. But what do you see, what do you foresee? Just in the what they need to do to sort of get over that hump and be a true contender in this position again. Uh, how do you see that shaking out in the in the future? Well, well, I think you you hit on it in terms of of Jeff Breidich, the new GM, and and the people around him. Um, I think they're taking the approach that. Uh, hey, we play at altitude. That's a reality. Let's stop talking about it. Let's stop making an excuse because of that and just say, hey, let's find people who are tough enough to deal with that from the mound and, and find the right kinds of pitchers, guys who obviously throw strikes. Um, uh, velocity is a wonderful thing to have in in. But I, I think especially in, in the case uh, of the Rockies, it's the ability to uh, change speeds. You know, if a guy is a sinker changeup pitcher or not be afraid to throw your curveball, it might not break as much as it does at uh, sea level. So change your aiming point, but it's still effective. And I, I think they're starting to create that, uh, that concept. It really started... Uh, last year in, in Dan O'Dowd's final year, and, and I just think that, that Jeff and, and the staff now really accentuating that. That's why Jeff Hoffman and the other two young pitchers that uh, they got in the Tulowitzki trade fit that profile. Guys who have some mental toughness and who are going to throw, uh, throw a good fastball changeup combination. Yeah, it's not as if this team has been in futility since it started, since its existence. So that's the thing. I mean, they were in the World Series off that long ago. Um, so, I mean, with the excuse-making, I, I, that kind of went away. I mean, with the humidor, and things just kind of seemed to even out a little bit. So I would think that they would sort of um, maybe express that when they're talking to their young players, like, hey, this is an organization that's had some pretty good success uh, through its history, regardless of some of the challenges that it has to face. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, right up until the final three weeks of September, they were in the chase for the division when the Giants went on to win their first World Series in this recent run, and they were a wild card team in '09. So you're right. Besides the, they've been to the playoffs four times in their existence. So it's not like in the 20 plus years the franchise has been around that it's been totally futile you're exactly right i i think they've they've run into a little stretch of of tough luck in terms of injuries to pitchers um i think they've made a few mistakes um in the draft in terms of some of the people they have taken over you know the last seven eight years you know people either through injury or turned out not to to be tough enough for the other issues to to fortify the team, there, there's no question they they have an ability to develop position players, and now it's it's the challenge is to to follow up with John Gray and and some of these other young pitchers within the system with more of them uh, to be competitive again because they can hit the ball and catch the ball. They just need somebody to consistently throw strikes you know they lead baseball in walks allowed at Coors Field you just can't have that happen it's it's going to hurt you in most ballparks it's going to kill you in Coors Field 
Absolutely. And so I'm reading on the Rockies website that uh, Kyle Kendrick is coming back. So now they're going to have a, a six-man rotation basically to finish out the season. That's That can't be a bad thing, right? I mean, there's really, at this point, we're not um, pushing for a playoff spot. So maybe not overuse any of the arms and be able to assess what they have and use that month maybe to see what they have moving forward. Is that sort of what they're thinking? Yeah, I think, you know, the... the there's enough um, empirical evidence now that you don't want to jump a young pitcher's um, innings pitched by, you know, more than 20, 25 percent in, in his first couple of years. So, so John Gray's moving towards his inning ceiling. So by uh, doing a six-man rotation, it's not like September 10th they have to shut him down. He can he can pitch through most of the month. It gives you a chance to see what might be left with Kyle Kendrick. He pitched okay in in the game last night. It's a chance to further develop uh, Chad Bettis, who's been one of the the pleasant developments in the year without overwhelming a guy pitching more innings than he's pitched at the big league level. So I mean, you're exactly right. I think it. It just fits what they want to do. You're able to do some evaluation without, you know, overwhelming guys. And the good thing with the schedule is you're going to evaluate them against teams, you know, hunting for the postseason, the Dodgers and the Giants, and they've got four more with the Pirates. So it's not like they'll be going through the motions. There'll be some intensity to those matchups, which is great. Yeah, they'll be uh, trying to play spoiler, which is always fun for some of those teams in September. So, Jack, thank you so much. Appreciate you pinch hitting for us. And uh, good luck the rest of the season. Thank you. All right. Thanks very much. Great talking with you. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.